0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the theatre. My name is Jonathan Shanks. Tonight's show will be presented to you in not one, not two, but three dimensions. Please put your special 3D glasses on now, take your seats and get ready for the performance of a lifetime. Since the birth of films, the industry has been continually finding new ways to enhance the experience for the viewer. It started with silent black and white films, Then, in 1922, Technicolor was created to display colors beyond black and white. In 1927, the first feature-length talkies began to appear, films that had sound as well as video. Special effects started to become more and more common and getting increasingly sophisticated. Each step, each new technology, has been to try and create a better experience for the audience, draw more people to the theater and in return, make more money for the industry. And so they are continually looking for the next big thing, the next step that will revolutionize the industry. Which brings us to the main purpose of this podcast, 3D, or to give it its full name, Stereo 3D. I'm going to explore the different aspects of 3D, how it works, as well as talking to two people who have recently created a 3D film to hear their views on the subject. But let's begin by asking, what is 3D? The 3D effect, used in cinema and television, is a way to trick the eye into thinking that a two-dimensional image is actually a three-dimensional structure. It started way back in the 1800s, with 3D still images, but the technology was still very primitive. It wasn't until the 1900s that 3D films started to appear. But even then, it seemed to be a temperamental thing. Every few decades, 3D would suddenly make a comeback, and then fade away again within a few years. But why was this? And how does 3D actually work? To find out more, I sat down with two people who recently created a 3D film of their own. Monica Braha and Ashley Hazel created a 3D tour of Edinburgh for their final year at Edinburgh Napier University. I had the chance to talk to them about the process of making a 3D film, as well as the technology and theory behind it all. We started by talking about how your eye translates the image into 3D.
1: The eye doesn't translate the image into 3D, it's probably the best way to start. The translation 3D happens in your brain through a process known as fusion, where it takes the image from both eyes and fuses them together to create 3D. But there's a whole bunch of depth cues that are used to create that. Each eye is capable of detecting different depth cues itself, such as objects obstructing others, shadows cast, the size of the object, a tree obscuring a house tells you that the tree is in front of the house. But the only real 3D depth cues that the eyes pick up together is when they converge or diverge through a process known as virgins. Most people can't really diverge their eyes, which would be your left eye looking left and your right eye looking right. Most people can converge. The real process of 3D happens in the brain through stereopsis and fusion of the images.
2: When you look at an object, you've got two separate eyes and each eye, since they're two and a half inches on average apart, each of the eyes sees the given object from a slightly different perspective and each of the eyes gives feedback to your brain based on what it sees. The differences between the images, because there will always be some differences between the two images, in the industry called disparities, retinal disparities. Based on these retinal disparities, brain decides what's further away, what's closer to you and that's how it fuses the 3D image in your brain. So eyes are actually just receptors, nothing else.
0: So the eye takes in two different images and based on the differences between them, the brain interprets it as a full 3D picture. Seems fairly straightforward, but what about actually capturing the film in 3D? Surely you'd need a really expensive camera with special high-quality lenses to create a stereo 3D effect. Well, apparently not.
2: To create a stereoscopic effect on film, you need to recreate the, way the human vision works. So, at the basics, you need two cameras to represent each of the eyes.
1: Those cameras need to be set a certain distance apart. Although it's not a fixed distance, because it depends on how far away the objects you're filming are, or how large a scene the ideal distance would be to mimic the interocular of your eyes. If you get them the exact same distance apart as your eyes, then you get, assuming you have the right lenses, a pretty much identical 3D perception to what the human has. The further the two images are apart, the further away the object seems to be. And the more the objects overlap, the closer together they seem to be. So when it reaches the screen, The image from the left eye appears on the right-hand side of the image from the right eye would cause the image to pop out of the screen.
2: That's when you have to cross your eyes.
1: That's when your eyes begin to converge to cope with it. Whereas if the left-hand image is to the left of the right image then it appears to be within the screen and if they overlap perfectly it will be at the screen plane. And when you tend to get a headache when you're watching 3D, it's quite often for objects that are in the screen, and there's too much positive parallax, causing the left to go too far to the left, right too far to the right, and your eyes generally don't
0: diverge very well. Two cameras, each capturing the image that one eye would see. But that's not the full story. How do those two separate films get shown to the eye it was intended for? Well, that's when the most iconic thing about 3D comes in, the glasses. Whether it's the red and blue tinted specs, are real D glasses you get at the cinema. They are part of the 3D viewing experience.
1: Obviously you have to manage to deliver the separate images for the left eye and the right eye to those eyes. And you have to do it pretty much simultaneously, otherwise you've just got one image and then the other. And so the glasses are basically about filtering out the two images that are presented. You've got three common systems. You have anaglyph, passive, which is polarized, and active, which are little LCD screens. Anaglyph relies on two colored films, chromatically opposite colored films, so usually like red and blue. They're really sort of standard 50s image that people have. The second, and probably the one that people are most familiar with, at least in the UK, would be the passive system, which uses polarizing lenses. So when you go to the cinema and you get real D, 3D, that's a passive system. The way that works is that the left eye would be say vertically, polarized and the right eye would be horizontally polarized, which means that only the light traveling horizontally will pass through the right eye, and only the light traveling vertically will pass through the left eye. These days they use a helix method, whereas one eye rotates to the left and one eye rotates to the right, and that way you can tilt your head and you're still always in sync with what you're seeing. The active system uses LCD screens to basically cover one eye at a time. LCD screens are naturally transparent and when they're powered they turn black and so usually once again at a frequency of about 200 hertz it goes left eye, right eye, left eye, right eye and your television or cinema projects left eye, right eye, left eye, right eye. So you get the same frame several times each and the glasses turn on and off thus you perceive that you're receiving them at the same time even though you're not. Basically you only ever see the image for that eye through that eye. It doesn't affect anything that you're doing at all, it's just a means of filtering.
0: So, from capturing the film in the first place, to filtering the images for each eye, and finally, to fusing them together again in your brain. But where does that leave us? What happens from here? Will stereo 3D become the new standard for films and television? Or will it fade away again, like it has done so many times in the past?
1: It has come and gone in the past, but every time it's gone in the past, it hasn't been to do with people not enjoying it or not being willing to pay for it. It's almost exclusively been down to Hollywood studios making a mess more than anything. When 3D originally came about back in the 1920s, the only reason it stopped was because of the outbreak of World War people were confused. It was a time of CinemaScope, which was big curved screens, which were also advertised as the 3D viewing experience. Everything's very badly advertised, very badly explained to the consumer, and that's usually where the problems occur. The past shows that 3D always worked. Will it stay in the future? I would like to say yes. If the industry sticks with it, I, I think it will stay. People said HD was a fad, and everybody invested in HD, and now there's no point filming in SD, so it stayed. I think it's probably got to the point that too many people have invested in 3D, and so they're going to film 3D anyway.
2: I would say that people take time to get used to certain technologies. It's a big step forward. It's just, will take time for the consumer to embrace it and take it in. I think it's going to stay definitely.
0: Created by Jonathan Shanks. Thanks to Monica Braha and Ashley Hazel. Music by Vladimir Sterzer.